Basement DJ Podcast, where we are becoming better DJs through passion and purpose. And now your host, David Michael. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and I'm hanging with the one and only Mo Dingo. What up? And to his left, we're hanging with Mr. Trip Turlington. Yes, sir. And you are in charge today. Uh, I don't know about in charge. He's driving the bus. <laughs> well, the so glitchy bus. The, the glitchy bus. Oh. So the kind of my favorite episodes of the podcast are these ones where we kind of decide on a particular genre or style or era or something like that sure. and just dive into it. Yeah. And pick it apart, listen to some examples and get some reactions and just kind of explore what makes that particular sound so special. You know, we recently did the Digging for Bedrock episode mm-hmm. um, where we Lots talked about that, that, that dark right. prog sound and all that. Yep. Uh, we did the, you know, a while back, turned on the Wayback Machine a little bit. We did the episode with Mr. Shifter for drum and bass. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so we've done this a few times and... You brought up the idea, Trip, of doing this for Glitch Hop. Yeah. I said, yes, absolutely, let's do that. Because I personally want to get educated a little bit more about the sound, and I'm sure a lot of our audience does too, because we talk about it a lot. Sure. And and one of the cool things about it is that we focus a lot on, on other genres like uh, techno and deep house and, um, and, and even drum and bass and stuff like that. But like Glitch Hop, you know, is part of that bass music family, you know, yeah. and it's like, uh, and there's so many facets to it that it's it's not like glitch hop is not just one thing, and yeah. it's and it's evolved quite a bit over a very short period of time. And I do know at least that much. Like when I hear a modern glitch hop song, and I, I you know I can recognize it, and I say, oh, this is glitch hop, but it sounds different than what my brain associates with that sound based on what I the history of that sound right sure. so i know your your basic kind of um pretty lights grammatic kind of stuff and some right, of that right. early stuff was glitch hoppy right 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 and i don't know if you're going to get into that or not oh, i yeah. intentionally did not look at your outline for this because <laughs> i just want to 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 listen and react naturally to this stuff right, right. so i'm kind of curious to figure out where these sounds come from and and what the the different angles are here you know sure sure so it, you, you you touched on a little bit of it right so like a lot of people's like first exposure to what we know as glitch hop is the pretty lights, pretty lights yeah. um even at, like the the superstars of glitch hop are the glitch mob pretty yeah. lights and bass nectar right like yeah. and and even bass nectar is not exclusively j- uh, glitch hop but like he's got a lot of roots in it um but basically like if you have to like <laughs> one of the one of the coolest things to do is if you if you uh google what is glitch hop and then like all of these like different articles like kind of come up, you know, where people have tried to explain it and all of that. But there's one in particular and I forget what site it's on. I'll link it in the show notes, though, when I find it again. And somebody just took like all of these like quotes 
from all of these like pioneer and up and coming glitch hop producers from like 10 years ago. (laughs) And like just the stuff they were coming up with, like was just hilarious. Like just, uh, just a bunch (laughs) of trying to describe it. Yeah. Like, and, and some of them were trying to be serious about it. Like people like, you know, uh, like Craddy and L Gates and stuff like that. And then there were other people that were just like, yeah, if you like lock up two crack whores and you know, like just some something just completely like off the wall. Yeah. You know, they're just trying to be humorous about it and succeeding. Like it, it was, <laughs> it, it was, it was a really cool like read there. But like um, to see all of those names um, from people that like back then were considered up and comers and like they're like now no, they're staples they're staples yeah. in the glitch hop scene so trip turlington of the passionate dj podcast sure what is glitch hop or is that where you want to st- is that how yeah, you want to no, start is with I mean, like that, defining it right yeah because i mean you know god only knows how many you know listeners that we have that are like glitch hop what are they, what are they even talking about so like what does it spin off from? What right. is it? What is the origins? Right. Yeah, yeah. So the the whole the whole the origins of glitch hop are rooted in what is considered as glitch music. So like glitch music is like uh, where the mistakes in technology are used to a producer's advantage or a songwriter's advantage. Mm. So what what we're talking about is things like circuit bending and and uh, chip tune stuff. So you've talked about like. Uh, using your Commodore 64 mm-hmm. as a sound source uh, for music, and and that's that that's those are the types of things that people have taken, and then when they compile all of those sounds, you find out what key and what scale and all of that stuff, and you and then you can start manipulating Turn it into something, yeah, and, and put it into the musical scale, and then uh, and and start making something coherent out of it right so we've all seen these these videos on youtube and stuff that they they've existed for for years and years you know that that particular concept is not exactly new the you know the you mentioned circuit bending for example so uh just to put that very simply that's basically taking some electronic component ripping it apart to its guts modifying it in a way that it acts up and then recording the results (laughs) Right, right? right so people have been doing this with like your uh, what is it? Speaking, 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 speaking yep, yep. spells. Yep, yeah, yep. been doing it. For, you know the one seven. You know, just taking those whatever that that very distinctive robotic voice, right. and then they'll, you know, get out their soldering iron and their wires and whatever, and make it just freak out, and yep. then record the results and turn that into some crazy song or whatever. Exactly. So exactly. there's a culture behind this right kind of sound. I so think. so the roots of glitch hop are are rooted in that. And really, it was just taking those types of sounds and those methods to create those sounds and putting it to hip hop beats. Okay. Now, uh, the earlier pioneers of that, they, you know, they, one of the things that from that article that I mentioned, you know, one of the things that was kind of universal across all of those quotes from all of those people, regardless of whether they were being serious or not, is that there's really no rules, you know, to glitch hop music, at least back then. And because of that, it was very avant-garde. Like, it was very mm. different. It was very strange. It was not necessarily dance floor friendly, even though it was set to hip hop beats. And there were, you know, some that were in the you know, low to mid seventies and BPM. There were some that were up as high as 115, 120. And so 
you, you know, unless you were very creative with your uh, with your pitch bending um, uh, throughout, you know, the progression of your set, you may not, you know, be <laughs> mixing some of your favorite songs together because it's kind of hard to mix 70 with 120. Right. Mm. So, you know, you got to kind of unless you have a sync button. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the term glitch, you know, really started to kind of pick up steam in the 90s. Very kind of underground-y type of thing. So my personal experience starts around the mid-2000s. I think it was about 2006, maybe uh, somewhere around there. And uh, a friend of the show, Mr. Shifter, uh, Jack Sheets, uh, he puts out this mix and he calls it Shift Hop. And I was like, Shift Hop? Okay, well, he puts Biggie on the cover. And I was like... I'm in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sold. Where do I take my money? Right. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm putting this thing in, and I'm blown away. So uh, that, that mix, to this day, is one of my favorites of mm. all time. Like, I mean, of, of all mixes everywhere, I mean, this one stands the test of time for me. And uh, so I start hitting Jack up and I'm like, hey, man, where are you finding this stuff? <laughs> so um, he, he turns me on to um, uh, a couple of um, uh, record labels, a couple of artists and, uh, and a particular website called addictech.com, uh, which is still up and running. Uh, and they back then they almost exclusively dealt with nothing but glitch hop. So how they're still in business. I don't know because back then like there wasn't, you know, this stuff was not dance floor friendly. It, you know, DJs were not it being well received myself being one of them. Like glitch hop was not a thing that was, you know, that people were necessarily getting into yeah. in a, in a party environment. Right. This was something that people were, you know, playing around with and in their and, basements and stuff uh, yeah, like that yeah. and in the, the car and yeah. the producers were, you know, coming up with all of these like different production techniques to come up with all these weird sounds and, and really just trying to impress each other. I think, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, I, if I think back, you know, before I had ever heard the term glitch hop, the first time I started hearing glitchy sounds in music was, it would be stuff like BT, like those stutter edits. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. The, just the, the really quick, the just like in a row right. stuff. And you would, you would start hearing those. It would be added to like a, a rim shot or something. Yep. And you'd be like, Oh, that was kind of cool. It sounded kind of like the CD was skipping, but in time, you know? Right. And, right. And so I started hearing that. And then all of a sudden this glitch hop thing I, I started hearing about and I'm like, okay, I get it. But what is it? You know right. what I mean? Like, right. Tell me more. Yeah, so it, it, it's it, it's cool that you mentioned that because like that those are some of the like um, those are the staples of of uh, those are the staples of glitch hop music production is beat repeaters and gators mm. and and stuff like that uh, bit crushing you know yeah. anything to to really kind of even even if you're not doing any analog circuit bending and to, and and recording those like fully type sounds or or doing that kind of sound design you can take software synthesizers or actual synthesizers and put enough effects on them and then you can make it start sounding like yeah something's wrong you know <laughs> but it still sounds kind of cool yeah, yeah. so um 
So those are those are the staples of 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 uh, of glitch hop production. Um, you know what's funny too is if you listen to a lot of current modern hip hop, you'll hear a little bit of influence in that. And I hope I'm not like jumping the gun. Oh on no, you here. no, not at all. I, I, that's that's absolutely true. It's, it's like starting from like some later Lil Wayne and like uh, all that kind of like Young Money stuff. Like you'll hear a lot of even just yeah. quick phrases. Kind of has that screwed and chopped effect right or not the screwed part but just the chop part yeah. <laughs> where they're like right, leading right. into a phrase and, and if they're saying like uh you know y'all want to know they'll be like right. y'all y'all want to you know and, just having oh, yeah. that extra little syllable in there chopped in right and and pitch bending you know like you know exactly exactly where you start taking a vocal and you and you and you pitch it down yeah. in in different you know you you put like you can put a gator on it or you can actually chop the audio file up and each step you know, you just pitch it uh-huh. down a little bit more and then add some bit crushing while you're at it. And that's a pretty slick effect, you know, yeah. for, especially for, you know, like a a, a a downer, which is the opposite of a riser in music production speak. There's a couple of names for it, but, you know, where it's you're approaching the end of a bar, maybe just before a drop. And then all of a sudden you hear that vocal go. Ooh, 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 and then all of a sudden, bam, you know, yeah. the song explodes. And and yeah, those types of techniques even if they're not going for a glitchy effect but those types of techniques have definitely you, know, you see where it's from, been borrowed right yeah. exactly yeah. so one of the other characteristics though is that you know since it's hip-hop in nature you know or at least as part of its foundation you know there's a lot of focus on the baseline and uh like i said before a lot of the earlier glitch hop was a lot of uh these producers like trying to outdo each other or to like mm. out glitch each other or to out sound design each other you know so they're coming up with all of these weird and you know crazy things but then all of a sudden they start getting a hold of the bass line (laughs) and uh then that's where like drum and bass really influenced uh glitch hop because drum and bass you know for anybody out there who doesn't know this um it was the 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 foundation for anything neuro as as it's yeah. as it's referred to um you know all comes from neurofunk and tech step you know you may not be running at 174 beats per minute but those baseline techniques where you're stacking multiple layers of different movements with you know different levels of distortion and uh EQing resampling all of these types of things you know that's the bedrock of, of all that yeah. uh, of of what has you know influenced more modern bass music and and glitch hop um so uh, uh you know and of course since it's it, it's also you know hip-hop there's 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 also uh some focus on vocals but not in the way that you know hip-hop you know, it takes on vocals. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, it's not always based around a verse or a, right. a series of bars. It's that almost never, almost never. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, it's taking, you know, uh, it's taking stabs out of popular songs or it's taking a line or a phrase or even maybe, you know, a few bars, but 
what they'll do is then they chop it up or they run enough effects over it to where it's almost unrecognizable, you know, or it's just enough to say, Hey, that's a big example. And that just, just <laughs> right. that, you know, just yeah. that pepper, you know, that salt and pepper on top of this track just, you know, takes it from hot to, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's from hot to stink. No doubt. No uh, doubt. By the way, if our listeners want to go back and listen to episode 34, that was our drum and bass episode with Mr. Shifter. So we talk a little bit about the drum and bass sounds, those neuro sounds, and that sort of halftime beat that a lot of modern drum and bass sounds have worked its way into, which I'm sure is kind of relevant to what we're talking about today. Yeah, so yeah. Um, there's probably a little bit of uh, genre crossover there when, sure. when drum and bass started cutting its beats in half and you know glitch hop started coming together then there's uh, of course people like you know trip turlington are going to take those two sounds and go <laughs> yes perfect right and mash those together right so then they start influencing each other and it's right, right. it's interesting to see that evolution I'm oh sure. yeah yeah um so i mean do you have uh do we want to start with some examples on you know sure that there's a couple of um of uh tracks that i picked out for the for what I'm going to dub as the early time, and I'm using that in uh, air quotes because this is still like right there in that transition period. Right. Um, you know, really, if you want to go back any earlier than that, then you're really talking about some avant-garde stuff that just yeah. is like, you know... There's always going to be somebody says, no, this was the first right. disco song. Right. Yeah. right. And that's not what I'm trying to do. Right. All we're trying to do here is just say, you know, at least through my experiences, like, these are the couple of tracks that, like, um, you know, define early Glitch Hop for me, and, and I understand that it existed before these tracks, but really... As we go through some of these clips, you'll really start to see the evolution, even just using this as the baseline. Okay. So the first one here is uh, Craddy Godzilla. That's not what I expected. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't it's cool, to... but that's not what I expected. So when, that intro that was playing, I almost expected to hear something really prodigy or crystal methody sure. come out of it. Like it sounded big beat was right. coming. Right. You know, but this is really minimal. Yes. And so, and, and like, that's what I was it, like, even just like the wetness that you hear in that yeah. baseline like that's what i'm talking about when when i say like these guys were out like out trying to out sound design each other yeah. like they, they're trying to like the artistry of it yeah you can hear all of the like different sounds that are glitching back and forth but you know there's still this like cleanliness in the sound
And so far, we've heard no vocals other than right. the, the intro. Right. So, and if I remember right, I think this one was 2006 or 2007, so... So this this track in particular is interesting because I could see this working both with a t a typical breakbeat set or a minimal techno set. Right. It could work like you could almost use this as a transition track between those two styles. Sure. You know what I mean? And you know, uh, the early on when I very first started playing around with Glitch Hop, that's what I used it for was for transitions especially between breakbeat things. Yeah. Because you could take, you know, a breakbeat track and then go into a Glitch Hop track and then it, through a, a series of a few of them, like I said, if you're pretty creative with how you you know do your transitions with pe uh, pitch bending, then once you get down far enough in a glitch hop track into the, like the 80s range, well then you can lay a drum and bass track over it. So over mm. the course of like four four ish tracks, I could go from you know 130 some beats per minute breakbeat and end up in drum and bass. So I don't know if this is considered a breakdown or, <laughs> or not like really. the whole thing is a breakdown. <laughs> right. Like I'm not really sure what's going on here. But, <laughs> but um, so Craddy is like one of the like one of the OGs in this. Right. So like he's and, and I've got so many of his tracks that like even if we just fired up Serato right now, like and if I went through like you know in order by date released or the, by date that i bought it or whatever like you could see the evolution even in his own body of work okay. where it goes from this kind of thing where it was like can you imagine putting this on a on a big system at a big show right now like today kids I, might get it i'd love to hear it right but <laughs> you know 10 years ago kids were looking at me like what the fuck is this i think like, you described as farty earlier so um yeah so that's craddy godzilla um let's check out another one okay and i'm sure that you'll uh I'm sure that you're going to recognize the name because even if you're not into glitch hop, this guy's name is synonymous with sound design. Like it's absolutely insane. Like how people who have probably never ever heard glitch hop, but yet they know this guy by his sound design. They know his it, by tutorials and all of that kind of stuff. If you're a music producer anyway. Um, so this one is Tipper as in Dave Tipper. And this one is called spun cookie. So I know, and, and I don't keep mean to keep bringing this up, but you know, the reason that I keep, I, I keep bringing up minimal techno because I, in the sound design, I really hear a lot of similarities of the minimal techno of the time. Cause I'm assuming this came out around the same time, like yep. mid two thousands. Yep. yep. And a lot of that techno that was coming out at the time, it was all very much based around sound design, sure. not song structure, not melody, right. not anything. It was what what can we we need to say everything in this little sound sample. So how right. do we make it as interesting as possible? Right. I hear a lot of that here. Yeah. And and with this one especially, this is the reason I pulled this one out is because. Um, 
one of the things that Tipper does in this is he he uses a lot of reversed effects here or, mm, or reverse okay. samples, and you can hear that. And what that does is it it creates tension, even if you don't recognize it for what it yeah, is. I'm feeling a little stressed out right now. <laughs> Not that kind of tension, but I'll give it. Oh to shit, you. my bad. <laughs> so like one of the one of the hardest things that, to do as a producer is to create that that sense of um of what's pulling somebody into your track or what's what's getting them to anticipate the next thing and sometimes you know it's like something as subtle as having one sound pulling you into another one like not necessarily yep. a call and response even though it, in a way that's what it is but that's one of the one of the things that reversed sounds are so good at because yep. you know when you hear it you you recognize it as that well, is something that's, going backwards that, yeah, yeah that's something going backwards but then like your attention is drawn to that and then all of a sudden it's followed by an impact or it's followed by something else that kind of snaps you out of that yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like what you and I would call the transient probably. exactly exactly <laughs> and you know so when when you get engaged in in these mixtures of you know hard transients as you just said and you know these like softer pulling elements you know this is where glitch hop shines especially somebody like tipper who puts together so many layers as he has here this one just got real pretty yeah i really like those pads in the yeah. background yeah adds a nice little layer under all this right. stuff that's happening totally changes the mood yeah Some nice baseline work too. Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of like kind of chill. Yeah. See, and I it's I like also glitch. specifically pointed this one out so that we didn't like get into too many crazy like baselines because you know Tipper's always been one of those guys that like he can he can blow your mind without like all of the like without accosting you. Well, <laughs> without all the crazy like. Yeah. You know, sound design going into the baseline. Like this is just a, a pretty simple, maybe saturated sine wave or something. Like I mean, that's it's just a really warm sub bass. Like there's not much to it, but it fits so perfectly in the mix that it's just. I mean, I love this track. I like this a lot. You know, this. It, the funny thing about this kind of music is it's. It's very versatile. Yes. You know, it's I I could hear myself mixing this in with some of my music that I play during my kind of loungy gigs. Right. Where I'm playing like jazzy stuff and mixed with hip hop. There's just a cool crossover there. Yeah, so like and and because of that crossover, you know, you mentioned before, like all of the borrowing and 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 the influencing from other genres and stuff. And you know, I I, I had mentioned this a, a little bit earlier, where like they've got this thing where it, they know they've got something, mm -hmm. but it, then it starts to take a different shape because then it starts to become a little bit more easily consumable by, you know, the dance floor right. and, and the casual listener or, or even just people who were looking for something different, you know, because like you said, like around this time, 
minimal techno was everywhere. Electro house was everywhere. Like, and that's, yeah. I mean, if you weren't playing one of those things and you probably weren't playing, this is before dubstep was really a big thing, at least in our area. And, you know, some people are looking for something new, but not so new that it's really foreign to them. Right. And then some people don't know that they're looking for something new until it slaps them in the mm. face and they, they hear it in a context <laughs> right. that, that relate, they relate to. Sure. Right? And this is, this is great fodder for that you know what i mean because that you can go it's glitch it's based on glitches i mean it's how do you get more freeform than that you can do whatever you want with it right so that gives you a big blank canvas to like sweet sweet people in yeah your your dishwasher can go down on your alarm clock and you can make music (laughs) off of that i'm gonna come up with a thousand of these yeah as it does (laughs) and it's kind of i think a good analogy because you know, like like you said, the the toaster fucking the refrigerator with the, with the Ed Hardy T-shirt. Yeah, right. no doubt. So once once we start getting into this more easily consumable thing, then we're going to hear some things that are a lot uh, that might be a lot more recognizable. So okay. um, so take this uh, next track for example. Um, the guy's name is Edit. Uh, the track is called Straight Heat, um, and that's exactly what it was when this was released man <laughs> so definitely that hip hop baseline right there. yeah and you're not really hearing much glitching right like the, right. there's a lot of staccato on those like strings but yeah. then all of a sudden you get this give me a funky ass baseline Right. <laughs> yeah. Now this this sound right here is more what I associate when I think of the term glitch hop. Right, right, and and rightfully so because Edit is a member of the glitch mob. Okay, <laughs> how appropriate. Right, but th- this was uh, one of his solo uh, tracks that he put out. So like, you know, you can start to hear as the track progresses all of these like things that you know sounded like they were. Um, very uh, cohesive, you know, straight up, you know, th- those those strings. Yeah, they s- sounded cut up, but they weren't like all over the place. Yeah. And as like everything keeps going, you'll hear all of these reverses and then all of a sudden stutters and all of that. And so as the track goes on, it gets a little bit more and more chaotic um, or at least a little bit more glitchy throughout, but it never completely loses it. Like, you know, one of the previous ones, like, you know, like that Craddy track where you're like, is this a breakdown or yeah. is this a... Where are we going? What, 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 yeah. what just happened here, you know? <laughs> mm. You know what I like about this style of music is that they're not, they're not afraid to... Not only that they're not afraid to go outside of the box, like the whole point is kind of to do exactly. that, right? So like, even not just taking all the little glitches and stuff, but to think of how kind of ad lib this all sounds, right? Even though it's all very programmed and chopped up and and stuff, and you have to get meticulous with it, it sounds kind of freeform, freestyle yes. too. You know what I mean? But, but I can see two producers in a room, and one of them saying, "Hold my beer." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. That's so, kind of where I, I see this even, going. You know, even just, though the overall arc of the song, like the structure of the song, it doesn't go. You have no idea where it's going to go. Right, right. And I think that's cool. Like it, it follows enough of, of song of typical song structure that you know where bars and and phrases are yeah, going I'm not to start confused. and end. Right, but 
you're you're anticipating like when this comes up to the next bar what's going to happen yeah. like and and it all still sounds very cohesive but it's different yeah so yeah so this is edit straight heat again he's part of the glitch mob this one brings some funk into oh, it oh yeah for sure so this next one though mm so i made mention of jack and his mix uh, called Shift Hop. And this next one is the opening track to that mix. Okay. And uh, it's somebody that is very synonymous with bass music and glitch hop and all of that as well. Um, this one is called Finally Moving. It's uh, the remix. And that one is by Pretty Lights. So that classic Etta James sample right yeah. there. I'm pretty confident everybody out there listening right now has heard this song. If or at they, least it, that well, sample. Yeah, at least that sample, because that was being used all over the place around this same time. Yeah. And there's a couple of different versions of, of this, this song. song. Yeah, yeah this the, isn't the version that I have. Right. So yeah, like I said, Pretty Lights being like one of the pioneers that like, you know, took glitch hop and and really, you know, I don't want to like I don't ever want to use the term commercialized because that 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 implies, you know, yeah. for an underground community that implies, you know, something bad. But what it, I mean, but I mean, it did. It just it took you know, when I started playing Glitch Hop and I'm playing all this weird stuff, you know, for people and they're like, I had people straight up come up to me at shows and be like, you got to stop playing this stuff. Like, you know, we've been coming to see you for years, you know, and all of the things that you've, you know, gone, you know, gone through and, and all and, your progressions and evolutions, yeah, all of yeah. that stuff. Like we've, we've stuck with you and we love everything that you've done up to now. Like, this is weird. Yeah, like, really? We can't dance to it. We don't like it. And You're I stressing had, me out. <laughs> and there were other like. Um, uh, other glitch hop DJs that I knew that all had the same gripe, they all had the same problem, and there were a lot of people who dropped out of it, you know, especially once dubstep was like the big thing, you know, and all that stuff. So, like, do you think that's still true? Because I don't, I don't feel like this is so weird anymore. No, I don't. It, no, no, no. I mean, it, it, glitch hop is definitely coming to its own, yeah. especially through artists like Pretty Lights, The Glitch Mob, and Edit, and um, like all of these bigger names, Bass Nectar, who are taking the the foundations and the roots and 
and you know it's constantly morphing and it's becoming more something that resembles what a lot of people are more easily relate to well plus like some of the the dubstep that people were playing in clubs at this time and shortly yeah, after this time glitchy, is like how how do you how do you take that and then take this and say it's not dancey in a club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Well, this... that was the big complaint about the dubstep at the time. Is like, uh, this is an interesting sound, but what the hell do I do with this? I don't. I'm <laughs> you, you put your hand up on the one you, and down oh, on the three. <laughs> take a couple of bro steps. Not your head and then up back now. to the bar. Oh, right, right. So yeah, like you know, when I say that, you know, people were telling me that they couldn't dance to it. It was stuff before this. Okay. This once this stuff started coming out, then that's where I see. You know. Okay. It, you were able to like combat that because like this has soul, it has funk, it has feeling and it. And, and it still like calls back to, you know, those like glitchy, you know, all of, all of the, the tinkering you yeah. know, things that we nerd out about. This feels, feels like one of those songs that can reach out to either side of the aisle. Absolutely. Like, you know, my wife who doesn't care about the elect weird electronic genres that I'm into at all would like the song yes and so would i yeah it is you know uh pretty lights is definitely somebody that uh both my wife and i we both love you know i mean um and and for exactly that reason because you know you get a little bit of of both worlds from that yeah so um speaking of the glitch mob i've mentioned them a couple of times the next one is uh one of their tracks and it's called we can make the world stop So this one, you know, you got that stomp clap thing going on there. Taking that idea, shifting some of those notes around. Yeah. These guys for me are kind of like the daft punk. I was just going to say it. Glitch hop. <laughs> like, so it's not just me. I'm no, like, this, no, no. That has a very daft punk feel yes, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times I'll be listening to like Pandora or something mm -hmm. and I will get them confused with Daft Punk just right. because they're they've got an feel, epic yeah, a very epicness know. feel to their tracks and to their song structure and to their sound design sound design and sound choices. Yeah, there's and something like right about here. that distortion, that saturation there. You know, that's a very Daft Punky thing to do right yeah. there. But even this part right here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is cool. Yeah. It's taken like, you know, a guitar, you know, a, a piano and a, a few other like sounds and, uh, you know, like those strings there and you take them all, you make them all do the same thing. You know, you and I talked about like variations on a theme. Well, here it's the same theme. It's the exact same notes. It's the exact same chord progression. And instead you have four different instruments that play the whole thing and then you just choose which ones are playing which notes at which right. point in the line and it's you know it's a very interesting way of putting music together because here it's it's it has to almost be intentional or it has to be completely accidental right like there's no half ass in between there accidentally like. on purpose <laughs> right right yeah. you know so like it I, I can tell you from experience from the glitch hop that I've written that 
there's a lot of trial and error in this. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I haven't made anything near this epic. No, that was gonna be my next comment. That's probably got to be very difficult to make it sound like an accident. Right. Well, right. and probably in some ways difficult to DJ a song particularly like this because if you, in some ways, because if you listen to it, like there's no, there's no one phrase or set of bars that sounds like any other part of the song it's all a little bit different so it that you know that makes it hard to say grab a loop <laughs> right you know what right. i mean because it'll it's always going to sound looped but then again it might just sound like part of the glitching so maybe right, that works right. to your advantage that's a cool track man i like yeah that. yeah as these guys you know are taking something that you know began as you know from from some pretty rough <laughs> you know uh, beginnings and then really turning it into something that's uh, like I, I keep coming back to the term easily consumable because like you can play that you know for a lot of people especially if they are into electronic music and if even if they don't totally like it they get it so like the modern style of glitch hop over the last like eight to ten years it's it's gained more popularity so it's getting more refined but it's starting to splinter into these like different groups right yeah um as it always does right right it's it's what we do right we've <laughs> got to have 50 million subgenres of subgenres of subgenres to the main genre right yeah so um one of the subgenres that i i i personally love uh is neurohop and it's called Neurohop. Um, I forget who coined it, but um, it, because instead of focusing on so much of the glitch or the 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 eight bit sounds or the crushing sounds or the you know beat repeaters and, and all that stuff is still kind of there, but the real focus of Neurohop is the baseline. Okay. So um, and and specifically how crazy of a baseline can you make that, you know, most closely resembles like old school tech step or what we now refer to as neurofunk neuro in the drum and bass world. Okay. So, um, this first one is, uh, Vespers who is, uh, uh, who I just mentioned before from the warp Academy. And this is a, uh, remix of, uh, circa 1620, uh, by Vila. sub bass oh yeah oh yeah and you can hear like you know um all of those like almost lasery kind of like yep. razor sounding like effects that are kind of going back and forth well those are neuro bass lines and i have to t i mean not to ride this dude's jock but i really love drew <laughs> to death uh he and i have gotten uh uh, a pretty good we've got a really good relationship you know okay. as far as a student teacher type of thing and um 
uh, just all of his stuff. I, I really love it. But like this track is one of the first ones of his that I found. And I've played this out at so many clubs that it's absolutely insane how great of a response that I get from it. I played this at, uh, we've mentioned Club Mask a bunch of times yeah. on this show and the Function One Rig. Oh, I played this on the Function One Rig mm. and I thought room? I was going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's the roof still on that place? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You get a nice DJ chub when you're dropping that. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. You can only imagine what it sounds like in there. Oh, this one goes all over the place, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. And that's the thing about this music, too, is like there are a lot of those moments where you're like, oh, that was cool. Like, and then you don't like, hear it again. Yeah, those one-off <laughs> moments. Yeah. You're like waiting for another one. You're like, fuck, where, 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 but then you hear another one. You're like, oh, that was, oh, cool, that was too. cool, too. Yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> the next one that I picked out is like a polar opposite of that, but still focusing on um, where, uh, where and how dark uh, neurofunk can go. So this next one, anybody who knows me knows I am the biggest tool fan like ever. You are a huge tool. I <laughs> fan mega. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? Huh? Well, what? Um, so, uh, this guy blunt instrument, uh, did this, uh, one off bootleg, like can't buy it, can't, you know, whatever. So like, you know, I think the only copies of this that actually flowed out in the, in the public space or, you know, YouTube rips of just, you know, terrible quality or whatever, yeah. but I don't care. Like I've played <laughs> this out, you know, as a YouTube rip because I love, I love tool and I love, you know, this remix that much. So it's kind of a long intro, um, and anybody who likes Tool and has listened to 46 and 2 as many times as I have, you know this entire intro backwards and forwards. So. I think long intros are kind of par for the course for, for Tool anyway. Yeah, right, it? yeah, absolutely. Definitely their, their, uh, their MO. Modus and Petus. <laughs> so. so as you can tell, like... You already know something's up because this is significantly faster than the album version. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Not what I was expecting. See, that's one of the best parts about Glitch Hop for me is that, like, you know, they get you so lost in all of these, like, layers of whatever is going on. Like, something even as familiar as 46 and 2 by Tool, like, you get, you kind of get lost into that, like, repetitive, you know, you kind of get entranced. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, then it's like, bam. And then all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, whoa that's not what I was expecting at all. You know, there, there's another cool thing about this kind of style, and it really comes out in this, this particular example. They're taking an entirely produced and mixed down song yes. and chopping it up and making it into right. this glitch hop track. 
and there's something very DJ about that. Yes. Even though they're not necessarily DJs who are creating these songs, but the fact that they're taking those found sounds and turning them into something else, right. I really like that approach. Yeah, you know? yeah. And as you can hear, it's hard like, to to do that. Absolutely, <laughs> because you know, especially with like you know, already produced, mixed down, mastered songs and stuff like that. Like you only have so many options, right? Because like you can't necessarily cut these things apart like you don't have access to the multi-tracks so yeah like, like i just want to play the vocals here or, or whatever right yeah, right, yeah i mean don't. unless you have an acapella as well and you know or right. the different stems to a track which you know in most cases you're not and you know when you're dealing with tool for example <laughs> right <laughs> you know you just don't Probably get actually hard to come by. you just don't get access right. to that stuff right right so um but as you can hear in this one like there's still all of that focus the reason i pulled this one especially is because of the focus on the neuro baselines like that just all of that twisting and 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 like the 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 razor cuts as i mentioned before like it's just a very specific sound and a type of sound and you know it, it it's taking Reese bases and, you know, square waves and distorted square waves and stuff like that. And just, you know, it's, yeah. it's so many different techniques, but then like once you put them all together and, you know, have them talk to each other, like they do, then it's, it's a totally different experience than, you know, the bro step of, yeah. you know, that, that was going on, you know, years and years ago, um, through dubstep where it's like this one robotic growling <laughs> that's barking at you. And yeah. you're like, okay, that was cool for like two years. And now like, okay, I need you to do something else, you know? So then, uh, to wrap up the neuro hop, uh, I just want to play a little bit of this guy, uh, Joe Ford. And the name of the track is Villain. Um, and this one is is pretty slick too. I, I it, it it's it's uh, this is a lot more indicative of what a lot of a lot of neurohop producers are doing. Okay. So like those first two are like you know like the one guy uh, Vespers he took you know um, a very poppy kind of vocal and did something kind of fun and very dance floor friendly with it. Whereas the second one was just a, a, a flat out bootleg, you know, so right. like, but a lot of these, um, neuro hop producers are taking a very drum and bass attitude with neuro hop and, you know, making stuff that's like super aggressive and super mm. like, I don't want to say evil, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll use the word evil. Why not? <laughs> Rawr. This they keep they keep that strong snare. Yes. Oh yes. Um, like, like that that's the biggest part of drum and bass that I hear not leaving here is, is that <laughs> right right yeah heavily compressed you know you you let that transient through and then you know compress it real quick yeah. to get that snap out yeah. of it
I hear I could hear you playing this one out. Oh yeah, yeah. This I, is I very have you. This, yeah, I have yeah. this song very much. This though, is yeah. cool. You play this at mass? Uh, no, I did not play oh, this at mass. I can just I'm thinking I'm should. seeing I'm seeing the lights like <laughs> you know the light system they have in oh, there yeah. along with this track. Yeah. So next up, I had like I I still love Neurohop. I don't play it out nearly as much um, because like in my personal life, I'm a huge fan of blues music, right? Mm. Like I just, I, I love Delta blues, especially and, um, you know, old, uh, like, you know, Southern roots music and stuff yeah. like that, you know, um, Chicago blues all about it too. And all of that. So like anything that, you know, kind of calls into that or even like pulls from like jazz influences and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it, it'll catch my attention, especially when you throw this modern take on it. Right. So, there's there's been this split or the these facets of of glitch hop that have gone down this route um so these next couple of clips that's uh, that's what I, I i wanted to kind of highlight here uh this first one is thomas vent and it's called the modern blues man So imagine this in a in a dance, you know, at a at a at a nightclub, you know, a kind of show, you know, you know, and a lot of times I get placed before when I play stuff like this, I get placed before like either a headliner that's like bringing something like you know, kind of big room or or even like you know, just whatever the like the main event is, right? So when I play stuff like this, you know. It kind of has a different feel to it. It gets people into a different mood, you know. Yeah. Kind of, you know, preps. Very uplifting. Yeah, you know. yeah. It's great for prepping a crowd for a headliner. <laughs> There's just something about these tracks that just makes you, it just makes you laugh. But not not like in a make fun of it way. Right, like right. it's just it's fun. It it's is like, oh yeah. wow, that's cool what they did with that. Right. Yeah, I think as as stewards of music, when you hear things that collide like this, it, you, you kind of like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Right. It just puts a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Thomas Vent, like he like what I love about Thomas Vent is that he's he has pulled so many like different like old blues and and things like that. Like he. He's even pulled like Alan Lomax recordings of like, uh, like chain gang songs and stuff like that, oh, wow. and made glitch hop off of that. Like, it, it's it's okay. been like I I really like love stuff that like pulls from those kinds of influences. You know, Moby's done some stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, and it's yep. just like it's really cool to like see how it all like you know starts to come together. Very dance floor friendly. <laughs> We're a long way from Craddy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very different than where we started for yeah. sure. So then the next one is is kind of along the same lines. You know, you're still gonna have like 
uh, this bluesy kind of guitar thing going on and, um, you know, some uh, some incorporated vocals. Uh, but it's uh, K-Theory, Good and Gone. And this one, I played the shit out of this. And then a guy named K-Lab remixed it. And then I played the shit out of that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know this one. Yeah, it, it, you've been to some of my shows. You've probably heard me play this. And I just I love the, the the vocal. The vocal is great. lit a few fires with this one <laughs> yeah i re- what do i remember this from have you played this uh, on the show before? oh yeah but uh, on this show yeah no not on this show i don't think maybe i have this on a playlist or something maybe yeah yeah because i get every time i've ever played this one out i've all i always get asked about it like yeah. what in the world was that like <laughs> um so yeah so as you can see, like, you know, what we are dubbing as modern glitch hop has taken a totally different turn and it's constantly evolving. There's always something yeah. new coming to it. Like, there, like, I didn't even pull any of the like uh, the more high energy stuff. There's stuff out there that's like 115, 120 beats per minute now that like is like if you were to speed it up to like 130, it would resemble a glitch hop version of you know the electro house from 2007 okay you know it's it's just you know very high energy and 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 a lot of the more aggressive you know squelchy sounds that kind of you know you know uh that that fill the space so uh, it's 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 been a really interesting thing to watch this genre you know grow up because you know yeah. we all we we talked about in DNB 101 about how young drum and bass is at 25 but like here's glitch hop and it's really only been around for 10 <laughs> 10ish 12ish yeah. years you know at least on any kind of grand scale yeah and, it's still a baby right right so uh a glitch hop episode is not complete unless we round it out with you know the current king of bass music right so you got to play some bass nectar for all of you bass heads out there. Um, you know, he's got a very cult-like following. Like these, he can do no wrong, you know, for uh, it, it, for his fans. Like, I mean, he, he, he packs out these shows and, you know, festivals and all of that stuff and just a really loyal fan base. Um, but what a lot of these people who are just now getting into Bass Nectar don't, may not know is that he worked with Craddy, you know, 10 plus years ago. So, like, you know, here you've got the, the current, you know, arguable king of glitch hop and bass music. And he's coming from the same roots as, you know, the people who were, you know, the the you know what i would consider the founders of of or not maybe not the founders but like you know definitely yeah some of the early pioneers of all of this
this is way different than everything we've heard so far. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. So, like, there's some interesting sound choices there to bring it all in, but yeah. So there you go. I, I didn't let the entire episode go without playing some bass nectar. <laughs> Otherwise, I might have had my head on a spike after this. But, <laughs> um, so uh, what I'm going to do is uh, instead of like rattling off a bunch of names and surely forgetting some people and, and all of that, what I'm going to do is in the show notes, I'm going to put, you know, some uh, a, a list of artists to check out for more research for uh, anybody who wants oh. to look more into this uh, genre. Um, that's me. I'll be be reading our show notes and finding those. Um, and then if I may, uh, some shameless self promotion here by all means. (laughs) So we put um, you on the intro, man. I we're, we're long past that point. Well, (laughs) right. So that's, um, that, that's a good point to bring up, you know, the, the intro, uh, special thanks to evil intent, which is a uh, drum and bass group, uh, out of, uh, uh, Georgia here in the States. And, um, they held a remix contest for one of their tracks called middle of the night. And our theme music is actually my entry into that remix contest. And unfortunately I didn't win. However, I did write into them and said, Hey, can we use it for our podcast? And they gave us permission. So kudos to them. Absolutely. And when you hear the original track and what trip did to it, you're like, Whoa, (laughs) Because yeah. uh, the first time I ever heard the original, uh, me and Nico came over to help you move some oh, furniture yeah, that's or right, something. That's right. And I was asking you about it because I thought I didn't realize that you didn't write that. I, I didn't realize it was a remix. And then when you played the original track, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold up. And it is night and day. Yeah. yeah. In fact, the first time that that, that song was played on the show would, was actually was 2016's New Year's show. Yeah. yeah. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't but... remember if we out outro to that song or dropped it in the middle of the, it was in the middle yeah, I but don't remember but we played it and i was like man this is all right what are you, <laughs> what's going on here yeah little did i know yeah every now and then i put out something decent <laughs> <laughs> no you've uh you put out a lot of good stuff man uh, please by all means drop uh drop something in the show notes there for us yep yeah, definitely put out some because uh, i've got you know um a handful of of, of glitch hop tracks that none of them have been officially released except for one um, and your... that was uh, uh, a remix that I did for Crafty Cuts, and mm. uh, it got picked up as, from right. um, from a label called Funk and Filth, and it was released as a as a free download through through their label. Can we get those like on your SoundCloud, bro. Or? Yep. Yep. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> so Sweet. I'll I'll link to, to the to my SoundCloud. Um, I also have a uh, a Mixcloud link that I'll throw up there. It was a thirty minute quick little mix that I did as an audition for a big show in Cincinnati where. Um, yeah. uh, uh uh, a company called Self Diploma was uh, putting on a free concert series uh, in uh, Fount- at Fountain Square in, in downtown Cincinnati. So um, they said you have to put you have to uh, audition by submitting a mix. So I submitted my mix and I made it. So um, so that I, I love that that particular little mix too. So I'll, I'll throw that link up as well. Well, that's awesome, man. I uh, I appreciate you taking the time to put that together and uh, and and teaching us and teaching me a little bit about this uh, this little piece of the musical spectrum that I don't know a lot about. And uh, you know, it's you took us on. It's it's interesting because this episode was was kind of a 
a DJ's journey all on its own because of, <laughs> right. you know, we started with something so much different than what we just heard. Absolutely. But you, you know, you took us there in a way that really made sense. And I think that that's pretty cool. I, I like being able to see the different approaches to the same kind of sound. You know, it's, it's easy to say, Oh, it's like hip hop beats with glitchy sounds, but okay. But what is it? What, <laughs> what is it really? What, the, right. the, the, the toaster fucking the refrigerator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was cool, man. I appreciate that. So, uh, before we go, I just wanted to say real quick, uh, if you guys want to uh, head over to iTunes and leave us a review or wherever you listen to us, we could really use reviews. Uh, you know, so give us a star rating. Tell us what you think of the show. Uh, these reviews really help us to, you know, rank in the, the search engines when people are looking for DJ podcasts and that sort of thing. So right. I just wanted to real quick read a uh, five-star re- review that we received on iTunes, which said, David Michael and company are knowledgeable and are great, doing a great service for the DJ community by sharing and inspiring DJs and podcasters alike. Cheers. And then we got another five-star review saying, David Tripp, Tony, and Mo really have a lot of personality and bring a unique view to people who have fallen in love with electronic music and want to share it with the world. The podcast really stays fresh with new topics every week, such as the death of EDM, how to read your crowd, or the or the group's chosen three tracks to share. There's a solid balance between technical and creative aspects of DJing, and the show's quality is incredible even with its still-growing audience. One more thing that should be said is the open-mindedness of all the DJs. There's a lot of recognition that everyone starts somewhere and that no taste is incorrect, just different or developing. That being said, the show does like to focus more on underground music such as techno, tech house, drum and bass house, etc., and glitch up yeah looking forward to future episodes and keep on spinning so thank you guys for those reviews we really appreciate that and uh we crave more of them not only i've been called a lot of things but never (laughs) (laughs) open-minded we we definitely want those reviews not only for the 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 algorithmic benefits of it but because it really helps us know what to do with the show and what you guys like and dislike so please by all means give us that feedback and we would love to hear it Trip, thanks a lot for putting that together, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Nice work, it was bro. my nice pleasure. Yeah. And this has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. Later. Easy. So the next uh the next one is uh one of their tracks 
and it's called We Can Make the World Stop. After this ad. (laughs) (laughs) Ads make the world stop. And the buffering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.